0: Um, we're having quite a lot of technical difficulties tonight. So, is it, is it, this one's working. Eh? It's making such a loud sound with on, feedback. I um, just want to welcome our family from PE. Come all the way, uh, my mom and dad, and brother and sister in law, and their kids. Yeah, Joe and Jill. So lovely to have you guys here. And uh, see my other cousin from Pinelands. Also living in PE now. It's great to have you cursed. Um, sure, that was wild. It yeah? was great. Just kind of coming down a little bit. Uh, and I want to continue the announcement of encouraging you to offer healing prayer to each other throughout the week. Keep doing that, um, and also I think we should have designated people interceding over other people, even if it's for like if you offer, you say, oh, I'm going to intercede over you for a month or something." It's not, it doesn't have to be a lifetime commitment. But, uh, I think that would be awesome. I really think that would be awesome. So um, make some offers. I wanted to talk a little, a little bit about war and warring. Tonight, um, you know, that's why I asked you to sing the song—the the one song we have about the army. Um, so let's read from Ephesians six, uh, verse eleven and twelve. I'm going to read out of um, the Amplified version, so I can expand a little bit. And I'm going to just—I'm going to when I read the. the Bible tonight, because I'm reading up Amplified, I'm gonna read it quite slowly because there's a lot of Amplified he uh, I don't know who made it, but it gives you a few different examples of how the translation could have been on different things. So Ephesians six, eleven and twelve. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a hem- of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. we are for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with the physical opponents, but against the, I don't know what this is, it's D-E-S-P-O-T-I-S-M-S, (laughs) despotisms, does anyone know what that is, despotisms?
1: bad.
0: Bad (laughs) Bad things, very good, contending against the bad things, against the powers, and against general attack and the master spirits, who are the world rulers of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Um, We're fighting against three things, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Everyone's aware of that? So the attacks that come against us are going to be from different angles and from different sides. And so I wanted to pick up a little bit on that, And our need to stop loving the world and to get out of this... This, this some kind of love that this love that we that we allow to grow in us of, for the world and for the things of of this world, um, material things, the things that are only that are not eternal, um, and also the one thing I saw I, I, I see there is a, is the thing of the world is a humanist attitude, a humanistic, um, because it's something that's in the world. It's this spirit of I deserve. Um, so we're fighting against the world. We're fighting against the flesh, and we need to die to ourselves, to kill the selfish desires that we have because we've died to ourselves and that we are alive to Christ. And so, maybe it's partly world but it's partly flesh fighting against things like our own um, inactivity or laziness or, um, uh, again, this attitude of I deserve something or my desire or maybe the TV. Um, and then, fighting against the devil, we need to resist the devil and to, to be ahead of his destructive schemes, and to um, be constantly intervening with with, an act, with actions against what he's doing, and so resisting his plan and resisting his attack and resisting his thing. So, those are the three kinds of attacks that come at us. And um, Psalms 140 verse 9 it says, "Those who are fencing me in raise their heads; may the mischief of their own lips and the very things they desire for the for me." Come upon them, and uh, I've just been sensing this thing that, that God's stirring up in us that, that we need to grow in the way we pray and speak out against what's against us and be more active in, in standing ground and taking territory for God and being people who are on a purposeful approach in life, have a purposeful approach in life to uh, resist the plan and, uh, of the devil and come against the flesh and the world. Um, and I just thought this psalm was so awesome. We, we don't, we, we're almost too scared to pray like that, we're too scared to pray, let what they plan for me come on them. Yeah. I think it's pretty wild. I don't think we do enough of it. That, that having this approach where there is, this act, there is a violent action against you constantly. And there was a, such a phenomenal time earlier of prayer. There was probably about 10 or 15 of us, the biggest we've ever had before the meeting. And uh, it was so awesome. It was such a spiritual time. And one of the things that came out of that psalm that Luke read was, um, I want to go to Jerusalem. And I just picked up on that thing that for, the, for, the, for Jewish people, Jerusalem was this grand place, this place that you're, the, 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 the desire of your heart was in Jerusalem where the temple of God is. And I feel like tonight, one of the things that God's going to do, and we're going to pray into together after I've spoken, is there's an attack on you getting to Jerusalem. And that is what I think the Spirit's bringing up tonight. And Jerusalem is the, is the place of your destiny, of the place of your purpose, of why you were made, what you were born to be doing, where you were born to be going, and this place of your calling. And there's going to be I'm going to give you guys a few... Practical keys that I think I've been learning on how to come against the attack on you getting to Jerusalem, Um, because we are we are too timid and we're not aggressive enough in the things that are true in the Spirit, that the the things that have been confirmed and sealed in us by our salvation being put on our heads. Um, Because there are there must be moments for every single one of us as believers where the kingdom really comes. It actually comes like right now. It came. And there has to be that moment, whether it's in an in action of resistance or an action of going to hell and redeeming people out of hell. Something my dad always says is that your driveway gates don't come to you, you go to them. So if you want to get people out of hell, you need to go actively to, to hell, to take people out of, out of hell. Um, and I just the, it was so good because when Julian came, I don't know, was everyone that was here, How many of you weren't here? Was anyone not here last Tuesday? A couple of people. Um, He asked me what he should should talk about. And I said he should talk to the people that came because you're here. So the people who who just came to get a prophetic word and be built up and feel awesome. And uh, he had such great insights into the value of the local church as a result of what I asked him to, to preach on. It was just so powerful. And... It stirred me again so much. And what God's been doing with us, knitting us together, so we're starting another home group. There's nothing as powerful as a local church. And a church that, that has an awareness of taking territory for God and establishing kingdom, rule, and reign in a place. It's so powerful. Um, this past week, I've just... Like, through different ways of being a, op, having opportunities to help people and give things away and just just being a general Kingdom person, um seen that every one of us has to have sight of normal as the Kingdom, as a kingdom people, we have to have a new normal in our sight, yeah. Yeah. a new normal where every single person that is in need is helped. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not, in, I'm not backing begging because I'm actually getting more and more angry over begging, yeah. but I'm saying that there's, there's, we, have to see, uh, we have to see a Woodstock without a need. That, that, that becomes a, a sight that we have of normal and where the kingdom has really come and there has been drastic change and no one has need, but Everyone has been helped. And this, this, this going on to that, that concept again of this having sight of, the, of being a future people that see what it's actually like in heaven where there is no need. And, and being and living that here. Yeah. Um, and not out of not out of a drumming it up, striving thing of like we've got to meet every need, we've got to go and like start the next Salvation Army. But out of a, out of a realization of what God has put on you, that He's met your every need, He's met your every desire. So I've been praying. Show us this your vision. Show us a vision again of what it looks like in Woodstock for your kingdom to come. What a perfect way of life looks like across the the suburb, across this neighbourhood, and. I encourage you to pray this, these prayers. Give us sight of what it, what would really happen, what, would, what it would, would it look really look like if your kingdom came over Woodstock. Because I don't think we even allow ourselves the, the time, even five minutes, to dream on what God wants for this place. Um, so, take this one thing from tonight. This is, I, I, this is the, the main thing that I want to say is that Pray that God will give you sight of what you're fighting for over Woodstock. Because we have to, we have to know what we're standing for. We have, to, we have to know why we want to have victory. Why we are pushing forward. Why we are on, on a mission together. So if you don't have sight of that, pray. And if you do, pray that you'd have more. So that every time we act, it's out of the sight of seeing what we're going after. Seeing this end goal of God's kingdom coming in this place and having this bigger picture. Okay, I'm going to read Ephesians 6. I read uh, 11 to 12. Now I'm going to read from 10 to 18. So right through. Again in the Amplified. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which is boundless might provide. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For we are not wrestling with the flesh and blood, Contending only with the physical opponents, but against the bad, um, bad things,
1: <laughs>
0: the big attack. Against the powers, the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands for you, Brad, crisis, to stand... Firmly in your place. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with God, having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the, of that and the sword that the spirit wields, which is the word of God, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty, to that end, keep alert and watch, with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Go and read it again, because it's mean, it's weighty. Um, when Dom and Claire got married, one of the things Claire said in her vows was that my weapon, uh, my weapons will be forgiveness, grace and love. And that was what sparked this message tonight. Because I just felt at that moment the Spirit just stirred this thing in me that we've underestimated the power and the... the, the the sharpness of the tools that we have to be people who are actively taking ground and, and there's, a, there's a war going on and we, we actually underestimate the power that forgiveness, grace, and love yield over Woodstock and over the lives that we can impact. And and such a, like a, a, a sense well up in me that we need to be more practiced in these things and we need to be pushing each other to develop new techniques Of being the best we can possibly be so that we will win and take territory for God's kingdom in Woodstock. So one of the ideas I had was soon we're going to do a week where we have an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening for a full week together. Kind of like an Easter camp without the camp. So we're going to come together probably in two weeks time, morning and night for an hour. I'm thinking from 6 to 7 in the morning and from 6 to 7 in the afternoon. So it's a time that everyone can just fit in and just for a week we make this commitment. Because we need to grow up and grow strong and be active in what we have. Because we have been given so much insight into what God wants to build. I I don't want us to miss what He has. I wrote this phrase down a little while ago, you are a future person based in the prophetic of God, perfectly placed to lead people into the kingdom. I felt that God, when I wrote that, he gave me a sight of a prophetic people who he's positioned somewhere to lead people into his kingdom. And I've said it to you many times, but God often shows me that he's put us in Woodstock to lead Woodstock. And it is ours to lead. And this biscuit mill that is such an enormous success is an example of the success God wants to have in Woodstock
1: yeah.
0: in his kingdom of being, the, being a complete, complete contrast that is only can be a testament to God, a work of God in the Spirit where Woodstock is crime-free, need-free and the most peaceful place that loves the Lord in the city so I, f- I feel like We need to live with more purpose on this thing and have sight of this thing and and know what's in front of us and have a direction towards this thing and so keep saying god what am i fighting for show me the sight of this thing because there's definitely a window that god has opened up for us as a church being here and he he put us here years ago and and he's been doing this thing and he's opened this window up and there's a window of provision where he has blessed us with with the understanding and the resources to establish a local church that is an example of His kingdom in this in this neighborhood that might not be thousands of people, but it will impact thousands and thousands of people. And I, I, on Saturday when we were down at the mall, I just saw, again, these people are going to be coming to Woodstock to encounter God, like they like drag in to go to the mall. And we're going to have begging car guards outside our meetings because that's what happens when there's a crowd. So I'm saying that every action that we're taking, every moment that everything we're doing is purposeful and has a consequence. And I've seen more and more the significance of the, the actions and the opportunity we have to act as a people and to seize this window that God's given us here in Woodstock is now, and we mustn't belittle the actions that we can take and the things that we can do right now, because it's enormous, it really is enormous what He's put on us. It's, it's, it's huge, the thing He wants to do here in Woodstock. It's not, it's not just a coincidence that we happen to be in Woodstock and that there's economic development happening here, it's a, it's a plan of God that He's put us here, and He's given us people and he's going, He wants to give us more, because He trusts us. He wants to give us more people, and these people are going to impact other people, and so on and so on. And I don't want us to miss this. Um, So, I just want to say to you that everything you do carries weight. Don't belittle the actions that you're taking in the kingdom, because every act of generosity... Candy, can I tell a story about you and the bird long ago? just going to say it because it's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. Candy once told me a while ago, it's an awesome story, how like this work that, of God that was happening in her had led her to, to, to spend petrol on a bird, basically. And something she would normally never have done, to go out of her way, to take this action to go and help this bird. And I'm just using that because it's a very small example, so was a small bird lying on the side of the road. Um, but. Uh, we belittle and, and we break down the significance of the actions that we are taking on a daily basis. A conversation with someone, uh, a, an opening, a door, uh, like just a moment of prayer. And we need to build this culture amongst each other of, of celebrating and honoring the actions that we get to take to, to bring his kingdom to Woodstock.
1: Because
0: the values that we're living here are so unique, they're so foreign, they're so otherly And it is what God has put in us to bring to Woodstock and there is so much life in these values in the way that we live in the way that we've learned that we're learning to worship and there's so much life in it that he wants to give us us to give us to these people of Woodstock and he will continue to fuel and supply us as we push into being aggressively taking and I don't I'm not meaning always with violent force but it's okay if if it happens Josh, if you have to do that stuff, you're not a man. I'm just saying, it's not always like that. The most violent action is this weapon of using grace on someone's head and speaking acceptance in the face of everyone else shunning them. It's so violent. And it's totally, it's totally otherly to what is, is expected. I'm going to read your SMS that I got from um, my family's baby there. Classic. No, I'm just joking. You ask him make much noise as you want baby Grace Um, Grant baby Grace Uh, Grant sent me this SMS about passion the other day I'm not sure if he wrote it but it's possible because he's inspired passion is fiery restful full of peace and life it is not personality style or of human origin the word says he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire passion is love life Mercy, grace, truth being unleashed. Don't fear it. Passion is from God. One more time. Okay. SMS I got from Grant. Passion (laughs) is fiery, restful, full of peace and life. It is not personality, style, or of human origin. The word says he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Passion is love, life, mercy, grace, truth being unleashed. Do not fear it. Passion is from God. So I just, right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would you would enable us to be more passionate, that we would be more free to be more passionate because we hold up, we hold you back, God, and
1: you you you're
0: swelling things up in us and you birthing things in us and we want to be open to them. We want to be completely yours, God, completely spent on you, that we will in any way, in any possible time or day give ourselves over to you, God, at any expense, God, at anything, that, we, that a passion for seeing your purposes prevail, God, would come on our heads tonight. So, to say that the victory um, is Christ, it's not ours, it's Christ's, we are in Christ. Christ is victorious, and the joy of his victory is his joy it's not your joy you don't have to have joy he he has his own joy he's joyful because he's already done what he wanted to do so the joy of the Lord is his it's the joy of the Lord it's like the joy of Gaz it's Gaz's joy it's the joy of the Lord it's the Lord's and it's not ours so he has conquered and he's been victorious he he went from death to life, and resurrected, and now he's at the right hand of the Father, and he is celebrating his victory. I'm just saying that to you, that we don't have to drum up and well up this, this constant thing of like, we are victorious, we're victorious, because the Lord is victorious, and if we're in the Lord, we will know what he's doing, and celebrating. And so we don't have to, again, we don't have to like fake, I have to be joyful because I'm in the Lord. The, the Lord is joyful. He, he's finished, he's done what he, what, what he had to do, and he's extremely joyful. So it's a, it's a shift for us to go into a thing of not needing ourselves to be victorious, but the Lord is victorious and we're going to share in His victory. And share in the joy of the Lord. And share in the life and the peace of the Lord. And as He brings His kingdom, we're going to share in this action of Him, of Him doing it. And so it's never us and it's never specific to one of us. And we're always, we're always talking about that, but I think we... we we keep going back to that thing. We keep forgetting that it's... We, we think it's like a bit of ours. It's a bit of my victory because I prayed and I did a thing. It's not. It's the Lord's victory and He did a thing long ago. And He's, and he's enjoying it. So, to the extent that we give the joy of Christ away, our joy will become complete. And this is the thing about mission is that as we declare His kingdom come, His kingdom does come in our lives... And we will know the extent of His kingdom in our own lives to the extent that we declare His kingdom to come. So it's with every aspect of His kingdom coming on our lives. The joy, the peace, the love. So to the extent that you are a peacemaker, you will experience peace. And I really say, I say to you that your joy will become complete. You can't, um, joy, is, joy is joy. It's one thing, I, I spoke about this the other day. You can't break joy up. Joy is complete. Your, the, the Word says your joy will be made complete, Paul, when Paul writes, he says, i write this to you so that my joy may, may be made complete. He's sharing these truths with them. So as he was sharing these truths, so that his joy would be made complete. It's beautiful. And it's, it's the same with us. As, as you live in the life of Christ, that life will be made complete in you. And so it does take, there is a moment where you have to say, I'm not feeling inspired to do this, I'm, but I'm going to do this because I want to be made complete. I want the life of Christ to be on me and to be complete. And so, I say like on the next call or the next um, inspiration from the Spirit on you, do it so that your joy may be made complete. It doesn't have to be, I'm doing it because I'm called to serve and be out of thing. Do it so that your joy is complete in the Lord. So, I said we need to celebrate our victories more so that our joy collectively will be made complete as we share the life of Christ, that we, we, we do this for each other. And we must be sharp and alert to the moving of the Spirit. As it just does this thing, like I had a conversation with a guy yesterday, I don't know what's going to come of it, but I was so stirred. I, just, I ended up chatting for, to him for two hours and just telling him about the music that we run. writing. He's a DJ, telling him about the music that we are writing in our church. And he was just loving it. He's not a believer. And I just thought, yes, that, the joy of the Lord just welled up in me and I just felt, we need to celebrate the smallest little thing that that we get to do this tiny, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we need to have a culture where we're more alert to that. Okay, there's a window, there's a door opening there. Let's celebrate over it. Let's celebrate to the point where something opens up over that thing. And yeah, just, that's why I brought that story up, Candy, because I think that thing was, it was seemingly, it was one bird. I mean, there's many birds. But it's significant in the starfish's life what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Can we just have a guest storyteller, please? No. Please, buddy. Come on. Come on. He's calling up Luke to tell his story. Please, Bruce.
2: Everyone knows the starfish story. <laughs> I haven't
0: heard
1: it <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two were walking
0: on the beach, and there was a
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm You know, there's a, there's a story, I've forgotten how it goes about the starfish and how one mattered. But what I'm saying is that everything we get to do, and, and I, I, I think we, owe, we, we don't give God enough glory that we're doing those things. So I'm, I'm also calling you to praise God that you just did that. It's small, but you just did it. And you wouldn't do that in your normal nature. It's Christ in you that's doing it. That guy with the starfish, he wouldn't have done that. It was Christ in him. 2 Corinthians 3:11. I'm reading out of NLT. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which remains forever? Okay, I'm just going to read that a little bit again. So if the old way, which was replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. But whenever someone turns the Lord to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. The thing that, that hit me so much about this, thinking about being at the right place at the right time for the purpose of God, to go and take something that He has set His heart on, like Woodstock. We are gonna get tired and burnt out if we don't understand the way that the work that he's done in us. And that's why we've been talking so much about identity. And what I loved so much is that our salvation that we have all received, every single one of us here that's saved, is now offered to other people as a reflection. And I just loved it, Paul. He says, so that all of us who've had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. It's such a it's such a key word that he used there that he doesn't say that we've we've had the veil removed and now we can go and give away the good thing or go and and actively be kind he says that we can reflect the glory of god because it sounds effortless to me it sounds something it sounds something that it sounds like something that's very natural that just bounces off that just was so when i read it this week it was just so light i just thought yes that's how i felt this week that the this, this salvation that's on us literally just falls off like, like a shadow, just falling off, you know, just reflection. And that, that thing that we get to do to reflect is, this, is the trophy of the victory of Christ. You yourself are the trophy of, the, of His victory. That You are the shining trophy that they've polished up for the finals that is reflecting now when the light bounces on it. It's quite a it's quite a, a shift for me because reflecting isn't working. It's not it's not hard work to reflect the glory of God. Thanks, Al.
1: Yeah, very good El.
0: Because ref, the reflection bounces off you. I don't it doesn't yeah, I think it's just awesome. Wow. Elle. Uh are you're right, Brie. Are you going to do another um, tongues worship session?
3: (laughs) Less working, more reflecting. Less working, more reflecting. Awesome.
0: Um, Then a couple of times this week where I've just been prompted by these actions of war, and they're not, as I say, they're not all very aggressive. Some are. And some of beautiful things. Like we're talking actually, Josh asked, asked me earlier on what I was talking about tonight and it just came to my mind that in the Second World War the English and the Germans would play soccer against each other on a Sunday. Christmas. Christmas Day. Okay, sorry. It wasn't every week. It was Christmas. <laughs> okay. Still usually basically the same point. Basically. Okay. Uh, they want to tell you your stories, but you want to chip in on mine. Okay. Big, uh, the funny one, the funny one. Um, and I just thought, like, in war, there's not, not every action in war is bloody. That was one of the thoughts I had. That a lot of us said, we got scared of this, like, aggressive, the king's on his throne. Let's go and establish God's kingdom thing. Not, it's not always that. It's sometimes helping that um, pigeon, the candy helps. You know, just like I said, I was going to say a few practical things. Sometimes your action of war is going to be shouting at the devil, declaring out loud that you're not going to, you're not going to accept it, you're not going to stand for it, and you're going to live other, another way. You're going to accept another truth. In the car, whatever, on the train, or on the public transport, Josh, if you. If you're there and this, this thing stirs up in you, and you have to actively do something about it. And so some, for some of you it's going to be shouting, sometimes it's going to be crying it out, sometimes it's going to be groaning. I was telling Stefan earlier about just groaning in worship before God, and this is an act of war, like having the compassion of God well up in you, the compassion, the fuel to build His kingdom well up in you, this action of just giving God space to, to groan, letting the Spirit just groan in you, it's like a deep thing. And so not all the things are going to be going out and and doing what Mike's doing on the parade with praying for healing. Some of them are going to be personal things, but others of them are going to be getting up at five because there's something that's triggered in you and you you want to take that that person or that place into the kingdom. And so I really see us actively having a allowing the salvation that's on us to begin to reflect off us by a, 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 re, a new way of understanding action, a new way of pushing for the territory of God. This is Shiraz, my nephew, our boy. Cool. Cool. Do you want to come say something?
1: Okay.
0: Shiraz, we're going to be like dimming the breach down now into that sensitive moment and Chilalurita. Jay has got it. Crowds. Um But to, to, about the actions of war, some of the actions of war, this rescuing dying people for us is such a privilege. Because the destruction that the devil is is... Reeking across Woodstock right now is huge. It's massive. And I don't want us to miss or waste chances and moments that we've already, are on our, literally on our doorsteps on a daily basis to rescue and, and reach in and grab people out and to actively be, be people who intercede over other, over other places or other people's lives, to see the kingdom come, to actively move and, as a people, and to take places for God. So I know one of the things that we talked about a while ago was going and pre marching around some merchants' houses. I don't know if that's still on any of you to do, but I think we need to, to again, (coughs) open ourselves up to live with more passion, to see the victory of Christ come over Woodstock. So i 'm basically finished first first samuel seventeen forty seven says this is the lord 's battle, and he will give you to us very short but this is the lord 's battle, and he will give you to us because I, I, I see that for a lot of us we get maybe i 'm preaching about going and being active tonight, and then you go and you do it, and it 's you, but it 's actually the Lord, and he will do what he wants to do, and he will give you at the time and the place he'll give you the victory he'll give you those people he'll give you a moment to speak into their life or to bless or to be generous and we need to we need to let God be on his throne and be victorious we need to to allow him to do that all the time and to be people who know that that is who he is and what he's doing just sharing in and celebrating his victory by serving the whole time just serving it's like foot soldiers just actively saying God I'm going to get up I'll do this I'll give away I'll, I'll just spend myself that you take this that you have this person that you have this place because I, I really think we have a lack of, of uh, drive. We, we, we get something and then we enjoy it for a long time until we do something further about it. One of the things I did this week, I started, if the Spirit prompts me to give something away, then I, I go to the person and I say, can I help you? So I don't always know what, I, what I'm supposed to give. So I just want to be obedient and I say, can I help you? Often they think I'm a dealer, because that's like uh, apparently a <laughs> phrase. Um I don't know if that's what they're saying nowadays on Long Street. but it happened to me this week, he did think I was a merchant, but I just, I've, I've just been so stirred by God to be, on, be sharp and be attentive, be active, that the battle can swing at any moment, and we need to be alert to the purposes of God, that there's a time and a place, and we are in it right now for Woodstock, and he wants us to be at the front of what's happening spiritually in Woodstock. And he wants us to, to be a model of a local church that actually changes a city. He, wa- he, really, he really sees that of our church. It's very clear to me. And they will, out of, out of the, our church, there will be a move towards being in local church. And so it's, not, it's not, nothing light. It's very fun, but it's not light. It's something that's very firm and solid that God is building and doing. And, and this battle that He's declared. Let's stand. Luke, let's Luke, Luke, come and uh, tuck a here. As I was saying earlier, just maybe close your eyes if, if that helps you. Open your hands up. It's a sign of being open to the Spirit? We'll just pray for a moment together and maybe sing another song together. But as I was saying earlier, I see very clearly tonight that, that God wants to do two things. He wants to show us our Jerusalem and He wants to tell you that it's possible. He wants to settle that thing. That you know, that you know, that you, that you know, that the purposes of God are on you. They're good. They are what you are going to spend your life on. And there's this good place, this Jerusalem, that He's planned and destined, and it's perfect. And He sees this local church in Woodstock as a Jerusalem for this whole neighborhood and for the city. And so I want, to, I want us to dwell on that thing and allow Him, the Spirit, to minister to us in this thing tonight. So, Holy Spirit, we pray together that you would begin to show us again Jerusalem. The, let the, the breath of possibility and life, the river of, of living water, of, of real life, flow through this venue right now and over us, that we would see Jerusalem again, all for the first time. New aspects, new new sight of yourself in Jerusalem. In that place. And just your Jerusalem is the place that God has called you to seek after and to chase after. To to see come about for his purpose, for his sake. And you and you getting to Jerusalem is his battle. He's had victory and he's laughing. There's a scripture that says the Lord laughs over His people. Because He's had victory and He's at the right hand of God. So victory is inevitable. Like that song we've been singing, we shout because we've never lost a fight. Because victory is inevitable. So Holy Spirit, would you show us again what's possible, where you want us to go, where you're taking us individually, this thing. If it's a business, open it up right now, God. Give us sums, give us a place, give us a premises, give us the staff, give us the people. Just open it up, God. That this thing that you want to use, this vehicle that you want to open up, that you'd open it up right now, over different people's heads right now, that you'd open up new businesses, God. That that Jerusalem, that thing, that call of God, would would cause you to get up early and to stay up late because you've seen the purpose of God to generate wealth and to bless the city. I also see that there's, there's other people here that need to, need to wait on God to be, to, and, and, and have time with God where you say yes to God because you've been saying no, where you say yes to God because you see Him again tonight, and you say, yes, I'm going to be faithful in this thing. I, I've, I, I know you spoke it, and I'm going to be faithful. Forgive me. I know you do. I will be faithful from this moment. If it's uh, taking a risk, blessing someone, giving something away, starting a new ministry, we, we pray that your life over us right now, Holy Spirit, possibility, the fullness of your plan and purpose for every one of us in this church, God. Spirit come, Holy Spirit come right now, take us by your Spirit, that our spirits will be free right now to be with you in Jerusalem. As the Spirit's ministering to you and, and settling some things in you that speaking that possibility that life we're going to sing this this phrase there is no one like you because we're just going to fill this house with the atmosphere of worship of a god and declaring that he makes all things possible there's no one like god everything can happen because of it's his plan and his purpose so I'd, i'd also declare it over broken people here who are going to fix broken friendships and relationships if that's the thing i declare that over you too it's not It's not impossible. And uh, there is no one like God. There is no one like God. All things are possible through Him.
3: feel like it's appropriate tonight um, to get this picture of of us coming in, the, in this big banquet of the Lord, and and um, there's people here that are bringing a small little cup, to, and the Lord is serving, and they're bringing a small little cup, and God's sort of looking at this cup and just giving a little dab of food in this cup, and that's what you're eating out of. And you really need to bring the biggest bowl that you can find. I even see God saying, go and get like, the, the bathtub and bring it, because I want to just fill it with big steaks and whatever oh. you need to eat. And, and through that, you can go out and be generous, because you've got so much to eat, you can give it away. And I feel like people are saying, well, I've got so little, and they're so, I'm so undernourished. You know? I've got a little bit of God in the sun there, but I go out into the week so, so weak. And God's saying, just bring, bring your biggest bowl. Just open yourself up to just receiving big time. Open yourself up to God just throwing as much of Himself at you now and in the week. And I also see us in the same picture of, of God um, washing us. But some of us say, no God don't wash me, just, just fill my little cup with some water and I'll wash myself. And you're only washing your hands and you're washing your arms, but everything else is dirty, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you're still seeing yourself dirty. And God's just saying, I'm running a a so big bath for you. Come and bath. Woo! And you will look at yourself in the mirror, so clean and so beautiful, smelling oh, fantastic. Thank God. So just really drink yes. deeply, eat deeply. Mm. Amen yeah. yeah. Thank you.
1: woo
2: And I felt it had to do with movement. And I think this is is personal and also for you as a church. That um, God is moving you and everything you get into, nothing, none of it will be stationary. You're always going to have to go from where you are to somewhere else. And that's not literally always, but in the spirit. And I just saw pictures of people going from the bottom of a mountain to the top of a mountain. And I saw Jesus going from the town up to the synagogue to worship. And I saw him going from a village outside of the village to preach to the people. And I saw him calling the disciples from where they were to follow him. Felt like God was saying this is going to be about moving with me. Where you are is not is not it. It's going to be moving into places where He's calling you. And um, that takes faith, takes courage that Jesus was always on the move. So I want to just pray a blessing over you as you move with God. Lord Jesus, would you bless the movement that you've begun and that you're leading these people on, that you're leading them into. Will you bless it, Lord Jesus, would it? Lord Jesus, would it never be too slow? Great things. Jesus was on the move and he did great things. He took ground. And Cal was talking about taking ground. We don't take ground when we stay in the same place. We move and take ground. So for some of you, maybe you know that you have to move. And maybe tonight is just the beginning of that. You have to move from where you are. So would you work, Holy Spirit, and move, move us all to where you want us to be?
1: One day